Hey there everyone, I'm Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice and in today's episode we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics to discuss in all of D&D and that's how to tell a good story as a DM. I'm sure I don't have to tell all of you dungeon masters out there that it's already pretty hard to learn all of the rules in order to become a really good dungeon master and it's even harder to learn how to tell a good story. Luckily, I think any one of these 10 tips will be extremely helpful to any of you out there that may be looking for a little bit of advice. So, let's get into it. Tip number one is create flawed characters. They're easy to relate to because everyone knows that no one is perfect and they can begin to see themselves or someone they know personally in these characters. Over time, your players will become emotionally attached to the characters and care about their journey. Maybe they want to see them improve or see them devolve. In general, I have found that characters that lack complexity or moral ambiguity are always the ones that players kind of just gloss right over. Either electing to move on to a more quirky, relatable character that they haven't already seen represented, or they just kill them out of sheer boredom. You know how it goes. I will often look to media that contains these types of flawed, engaging characters for inspiration. Some of the movies, shows, and games I like to use as reference are going to be listed right here, but I encourage you to also come up with your own list of characters and ask yourself why you found them so engaging in spite of their shortcomings and rough edges. Number two is always remind the players of the goal. This will make sure that they stay interested in the game and motivate themselves towards the goal at all times. Goal reminding will make players emotionally invested in the game and the fate of the characters if they fail to reach the goal in time. It will also remind them that they're making progress, regardless of whether it's slow or fast. A trick I often implore when running a game or a campaign with a lot of players, and therefore many goals, is allowing the players to have a means of conveyance. A ship, a train, a group of horses, or other mounts are great ways to keep the destination constantly in mind. Putting players in the setting where they have to keep their goals in mind is another way to naturally keep the players moving towards completion, such as escaping or sneaking around somewhere that they don't belong. If your players have to do things like feed their mounts, stay out of sight, or shovel coal to get the core of the story going, you are going to ensure that downtime is at least never boring. You more devious DMs out there will like this one, but I recommend every now and again taking something away from the group. Every good story pulls at the heartstrings, whether it's the loss of one of their friends or an unfortunate incident that takes away an object that they have a close emotional connection with. Feelings of overwhelming grief or anger will stick with players. Taking something valuable away will make the campaign more memorable. This loss can empower players to carry on in their spirit. It's a delicate balance, though. Anyone who has watched even a season of a TV show knows that some characters, pets, and items get taken away before it feels adequately explored or worse, just taken away randomly for shock value. I think the best moments to do this are when the players fall during a big gamble or when biting off more than they can chew. Losing a cherished item in a chase, breaking an item by misusing it, or having an NPC die from a poorly thought out decision can be devastating in all the most memorable of ways. If you have an NPC that would believably put themselves in harm's way for the player characters, man, that is how you can really bring out the emotions of everyone at the table. I should know. You live on in our hearts, Pate. Again, though, this is not something that should be thrown out randomly or haphazardly. Number four is don't be afraid to speed up events if they seem like they're taking too long or if the players are getting engulfed in a side quest. After all, you are the DM and have all the power in this situation. 
There's nothing wrong with shortening that journey into a series of smaller events, or you can provide a short summary of that part of the quest to stay on track and move towards the next key event. A thing I like to do is allow for the players to have social interactions between characters and NPCs during downtime, or allow them to roll for random encounters. More on that in a moment. If a stalemate has been reached, just remember that no one is going to be upset with you for upping the stakes. It's your job as the DM to make it feel natural or appropriately jarring. Number five is an important one, as I believe a key to creating a quality villain is to make sure that they have a close relationship with one or more of the characters in your campaign. Many of the most hated villains are the ones who appeared to be good in the beginning, but then unexpectedly betrayed those closest to them. The same could be said about characters that started off as antagonists and later became an ally. The point is that conflict is the essence of any engaging story. If your conflict is centered around a big bad evil dude, make sure that they are always on the player's minds in one way or another. Now we're getting into more classical storytelling advice with Chekhov's gun. Every player is important, and a key to a good player experience is having them feel that everything they do and everything that they are told will have a significant impact on the story. It is crucial that you only describe objects, situations, NPCs, or other details that will serve a purpose throughout the game. The trick is not projecting where or how you plan for these story devices to play out necessarily. No one likes a story that is incredibly predictable. If you have a longer campaign that you're running, don't be afraid to gauge player engagement and excitement towards certain items and characters and adjust their prominence accordingly. A character the players want to know more about, an item with strange origins, or even tying more significance to a once-thought innocuous occurrence. This isn't a TV show, so you have the advantage of letting your improv abilities and changing expectations improve the overall story. This one's kind of a classic. Never underestimate the power of a seemingly random encounter in your campaign. Not every encounter has to directly advance the plot or story to help the characters reach their goal. Use these random encounters, such as epic battles and other occurrences, to let your players explore their characters, the imaginary world, or feel that they are in a constant state of change or danger. Let me also say that some of my best D&D random encounters didn't involve any combat whatsoever. Making a Xanathar-style list of these types of occurrences to choose from or roll for can be a great way to go the extra mile for your group. This one may be the most important tip I can give any dungeon master. You shouldn't be a wet blanket on all the fun by flat out telling your players that they are traveling through a dark, petrifying cavern. Instead, make them work for it by describing how their torches have gone out because of the strong winds from the unforgiving storm. Allow them to trip on dozens of bodies and feel the searing pain from an orc warrior ambushing with a sword, slicing through their shoulder blade. Always appeal to players' sense of sight, smell, touch, and sound when narrating. And also to offer some storytelling advice as a filmmaker, I cannot overstate the importance of sound in order to really envelop people into your story. If you want the setting to be really effective, try to find the right kind of soundscape to go along with it and play that in the background. If it's something like a dungeon or a woods, a storm, or anything like that, believe me, you're not going to have a hard time finding sound effects for stuff like that. And hell, if you want to go the extra mile, there are even soundboards and things like that. If you want to have sound effects for certain situations, I encourage you to go overboard as much as possible in the sound department if you can. And finally, just be flexible. No player should feel pressured or bored because they must follow every detail of the DM's plot. Just stay open and adapt to the player's ideas and reactions so that they feel free to explore their characters and the setting at large. 
In fact, I would say one of the more memorable sessions I've ever DM'd came after players ignored the intended goal of the session pretty much entirely. Basically, I set them up to be the saviors of a besieged city, when instead they decided to raid the local tower while everyone was distracted by the battle. Now, not every deviation your players take will involve creating a whole building and scenario on the fly, but I would say that any great DM realizes it's always a possibility. If you know your players, if you know their characters, and you know the types of stories that you all want to tell, being flexible with your group's ever-changing goals will come quite naturally to you. Thank you guys so much for watching, I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new content like this every week. And if you guys would like some more tips on dungeon mastering, believe me, I have tons of them. We will gladly do more videos on this topic if you'd like to hear more about that. And if you guys have any advice, I would also love to hear about it down in the comments. This is one of my favorite things to discuss in all of D&D, so please let the comments fly. Thanks again for watching. My name's Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.